Her parents had to take out an extra mortgage, transfer the money to the hospital before they would start the treatment. Uh, oh and she was recommended to buy safe doing just two, three days before that by her best friend, and she didn't. Safety Wing is the world's first international travel medical insurance developed to meet the needs of entrepreneurs and remote workers traveling or living abroad worldwide. The Safety Wing Nomad Insurance includes both travel and travel medical insurance, which includes coverage for any travel delays, lost checked bags, emergency response, and natural disasters, plus coverage and access to qualified global network of hospitals and doctors for unexpected medical problems and accidents and any emergency medical evacuations. You can sign up for Nomad Insurance even if your trip is already happening or sign up in advance by selecting a future start date. For only $42 per four weeks, you can be covered under Safety Wing and its Nomad Insurance. Click the link in our description for more info and to sign up. Safe travels! All right, what's up, everybody? We're back with another episode of the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Trizzy. And I'm Leah, LA in flight. How y'all doing? We doing good. We doing great. We just had Sandre. Oh, bars. Sandre <laughs> from Safety Wing, CEO, co-founder of Safety Wing, which is a travel insurance, travel health insurance for remote workers and digital nomads. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about Safety Wing is that they're evolving into many more products and much more protection for a world that's pretty much going to be hopefully all virtual in the future and kind of have borderless countries, right? So Sandre talks a lot about why you need health insurance, how they got this start. They saw a need in the market for it, right? How the pandemic completely changed and grew their company uh, because travel insurance is something that a lot of you come to us constantly about. And it's so funny because I'll still tell people get it no matter what, and people still won't get it. <laughs> So hopefully having Sandre on here, you know, one of the co-founders of Safety Wing has convinced you because we had a little special segment in the beginning where he convinced Trizzy. <laughs> and this was such a fun, lighthearted conversation because even as Sandre said, travel insurance, the industry gets a bad rep and it's not a pretty thing. It's not a fun thing to think about. It's not a fun product. <laughs> yeah. So yes, please enjoy this episode with Sandra Rash, CEO of Safety Wing, co-founder of Safety Wing. It was so lovely having him on. But before we get into that, coffee and tea, synonymous with our travels because we're Trizzy and Leah. So Trizzy, what you drinking for your tea today? So the tea I got is very basic, basic. <laughs> uh, I'm just drinking a Bigelow Um it's, it's like the mint tea, mint green tea. Oh, so good in, though. Tried and true. Harry Potter cup, <laughs> which I, I have not seen an episode. I just have this cup. So <laughs> it's the, ow, it's Hedwig, Hedwig for those that are not watching us on YouTube, which is mostly most of you. It's a head. Stop it. A Hedwig cup. I can't. Yeah. My sister <laughs> was you know, throwing it out and instead of throwing it out, it landed here. Throwing it, excuse me, hello, ship that over to me. Do not throw that out. <laughs> no, this is actually Maui's mug she wants. <laughs> so cute, so cute. All right, so for my coffee today, you cannot see it. <laughs> 
but it is my, you know, when I wake up early in the mornings and I do podcasts early in the mornings, I usually don't have time to drive somewhere and get coffee. Plus I love making coffee at home, mm-hmm. saves money, saves time. So I have my classic Ali'i coffee from Hawaii. That's what I, uh, that's the espresso shot I brewed in my mocha pot. And then you know what it is, my oatmeal cookie flavored oatmeal. <laughs> Shout out to Silk. Oatmeal, oat milk creamer. Oh, it's so good. Like the odier, the better. <laughs> Life motto. <laughs> Life motto. Cheers, right. to that. Cheers to another great episode about travel insurance with safety. Cheers. Hey there, it's Trizzy and Leah, your hosts for the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. We created this travel podcast for you, who's just as obsessed with exploring the globe as we are. We each travel a different way and even have different work schedules. But every episode, we aim to widen your worldview, inspire you to consider a destination near or far, or learn from others. With us, you can adventure from anywhere. Keep in touch with us on social media at Ticket Number 2 Anywhere Podcast. Remember to connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Never miss an episode by subscribing to Ticket Number 2 Anywhere Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. And hit subscribe to follow our visual podcast on YouTube to keep up to date on our channel. If you find value and enjoy our episodes and special guests, please rate us and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to us and helps others find us easier. You can also leave comments or reviews on our YouTube channel or Facebook page. Be sure to search for Ticket Number 2 Anywhere Podcast. Take a screenshot of the episode you're currently listening to, share it on your socials, and tag us. Or send this episode to a friend if you think it'll be helpful for them. And if you'd like to support us by monetary means, you can do so by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash ticket number two anywhere. Wonderful. So today on Ticket to Anywhere podcast, we have Sandre Rash, CEO and co-founder of Safety Wing, which was born in 2018 out of Y Combinator. So Safety Wing aims to build a social safety net for nomads. And eventually uh, for all, they're on a multi-year plan to grow into different digital project products and a mission to shape the first country on the internet. Ooh. I know Trizzy has a great first question for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh. Coffee or tea? What is your choice of beverage? Oh, so that's definitely coffee. Oh, oh yes. Okay. I feel like I've been losing here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I'm team coffee all the way. Okay, good. Good. I know who was side I'm on then. <laughs> so I actually have, I'm going to hit you with a hard question first, Sandre. Trizzy here does not buy travel insurance for any of her trips. I buy travel insurance for every single one of my trips. So like what one or two sentences would you say to convince Trizzy that she needs it moving forward? You know, I heard the best story of why to do that just last week. And I have to tell it. Uh, It's like, it's, I was talking to someone who's in your shoes and they had an experience where they we're in Thailand, something happened, they bought travel insurance. She went to a friend who said exactly the same thing, like, Trissy, I don't need it, it's fine. And she said to her on the plane, like, no, you have to get it, something might happen, sit down and do it right now. And it turns out she didn't. And just heard a couple of days later, she was in a scooter accident. And she was brought to the hospital. The hospital in Thailand said they wouldn't uh, operate before they had payment. And her parents had to take out a mortgage. She almost died. Her parents had to take out an extra mortgage, transfer the money to the hospital before they would start the treatment. 
and she was recommended to buy safe drink just two, three days before that by her best friend, and she didn't. So Tracy, don't be like this person. Yeah. It's just $42 a month. Like seriously, what the hell? Yes. <laughs> yes, I agree. I my mind, my mindset has shifted um, when I was recently in Finland back in November. And I was on a snowmobile. And what I did prior to it, I bought insurance, but I guess it only covered flights, like the travel side, rather than the medical. So on the snowmobile, I had a small accident where I somewhat flew off and part of the snowmobile landed on my calf. Luckily, nothing serious happened. The boots they provided me was like very hard and solid that it like, you know, ease the blow a little bit. But if I didn't have the snow boots, it could have been nasty. So from there, I was like, damn, I really need to make sure that the insurance that I get covers not just for, you know, travel purposes, but also for travel medical as well. So don't worry, I am all about it now. (laughs) We talked, we talked about this on our Finland episode and I was the whole, not to be morbid, but the whole time I was like, this could have gone really wrong. Like I couldn't imagine a snowmobile landing on me. Plastic or like, how much does it weigh a snowmobile? It's enormous. It was, uh, I mean, it was one of the heavier ones. It was heavy duty. It was nice. Um, but it was kind of the, the backing where, where people in the back, they hold on to the rail. So the railing like landed on me. Yeah. All right. Well, thank there you, you go, guys Sandra, for that story. Yeah. I think we just convinced Trizzy. Yeah. And I do want to add, like, if there's anybody out there like me who works a full-time nine to five job with quote unquote, amazing benefits, it doesn't really cover um, because it will cover like your home country, basically. I think with Safety Wing, they do a better uh, reaching out to foreign countries. So if you're ever traveling, I think it is a good idea. So get out the mindset about being covered under your employee insurance um, and just, yeah. you know, just add it on, add, add the Safety Wing travel on. Yeah. Recently, Sandra, we've had so many questions about travel insurance. So this is literally perfect timing that you're you're with us today. And I know I gave a little bit of an overview of who you are, but I we'd love the audience to hear it from yourself and and you know what the bigger purpose is of the company. Mm-hmm. So I was born in Bergen, Norway, on the west coast of Norway. Same with the other two founders of the company, Sarah and Hans. I, in the past, I worked actually for the government of Norway as a policy advisor on the social safety net in Norway, which uh, uh, reputation says is quite good. And it is, it's actually very good, simple to use, works really well. And I, while I was a nomad, discovered you don't bring that abroad with you, similar to, you know, the private insurances you mentioned, Chrissy. And I also started a freelancer platform, Superside, my previous company, and we had this idea of providing benefits like health insurance and income protection to the freelancers on the platform. Nobody offered it. And that was when I discovered this problem, which is that the internet has made the world into a global labor market where people work just like we do now. They communicate, collaborate, cross borders. And the infrastructure that supports that, like the social safety net, isn't made for that. And so it doesn't work. 
Like it clearly doesn't work if you go abroad, but it also really doesn't work for remote uh, teams, which is another uh, use case. You know, safe doing is we have 140 employees across 70 different countries. And uh, clearly, you know, the company has to be registered somewhere. And, you know, when we hire someone in another country, it's not like, you know, social safety net in the host country covers that person. So it's like, it's, it also doesn't work in this way. And so somebody has to build, had to build a global social safety net was what we saw. And our vision was, could we build what we have in Norway, but available for everyone, like globally, digitally on the internet. And that's what we set out to do. And the first product was Nomad Insurance, and then it was uh, Remote Health. And we're working on remote retirement for later this year, uh, disability or ability as we will call it, and, and sort of the rest of the social safety net until we make a membership at the end. And then it's mm -hmm. a, a true alternative that is just as good as what we used to have in Norway. We would love that in the US. <laughs> especially us in the US. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're pretty notorious for our benefits or lack thereof. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. I love this story. And I've probably listened to several different podcasts of you retelling this story, just because I think it's so great. And the fact that you got into Y Combinator and where you were and how the, what really accelerated everything was the pandemic and how you guys were gathering a weekend before and the next weekend, the world shut down and you really had to like fast forward um, your roadmap and your product. So I'm curious after Y Combinator, and I'm sure, I'm sure they help you with this, but like how long did it take to get your first customer, your first sale? Like how did you even get the word out in the beginning? How did you convince people mm. that this is what they need? Yes. You know, the first sale, I do remember that. Uh, that was uh, February 21, uh, 2018 at the end of Y Combinator. And we had worked so hard to get this live. It was so intense. And we put it out there. The website sort of barely worked, but this was actually also my birthday. And I was on the first date with my now wife, who also has a birthday on that day. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 it was a really special day. We, yes, it was Sarah. Sarah was able to get through the first buy. I mean, you know, and this is actually part of the story, which is we were, <laughs> we really needed our project product to be done so we could buy it because we were digital nomads. Mm -hmm. We didn't have anything. Yep. <laughs> so, so we were very eager first customers. Um, All right. Because we genuinely needed it. Uh, <laughs> and, and then uh, the next customers were like, just like friends and family that we mm -hmm. just coerced into buying it. And, and, <laughs> and that's in the coming sort of days. And we wanted uh, feedback mostly. But mm -hmm. one thing that also did happen almost from the, it was actually, I think they, they won. After day one, when we put it out on Hacker News is that the next day someone bought and we're like, who is this person? <laughs> and we were like Googling and like, you know, this person and nobody knew this person and we're like why are they buying our products <laughs> okay i love how you said why that's your first yeah i love how you googled the person too <laughs> yeah so strange and uh next day it was like another one and then i remember the next day after that it was actually two people and uh, that we were like wow. unable to uh you know invest track down and figure out 
who, who of us had uh, cajoled into to buying the product. So what happened actually, and, and that actually just continued to this day. It was like two, and then it was two, two, and then when it was three, and then it was four, you know, a few weeks later, and then it was five. And this is literally how they've gone to this day until like yesterday it was like 400. Wow. Just like gone up like that um, every every day. And that's through that's through word of mouth. So it's like mm-hmm. someone discovered it and they told a friend about it. And then they did, that just continued to this day. Two, two thirds of our growth is word of mouth still. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's literally how I heard of Safety Wing. I was like, uh, world nomads, so expensive. I'll do it, but it's like pulling, pulling teeth doing it. And then someone's like, well, have you heard of safety wing? I'm like, no. So I go on your beautiful website. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So easy to use. And I'm like, why is this so inexpensive? And like, to be honest, Andre, I'm like, it's so inexpensive that even if it doesn't work or cover anything, it's not that big of a financial loss for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, this is wonderful. And the user experience is just unmatched. I was like, this is so great. Mm -hmm. And it's like a fun site to be on. Yeah. So it's the first insurance that I get from now on for every trip. Good. (laughs) Absolutely. So I'm a user. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. That, that, that's a good example. And that, and that's, that's typically, that's a lot of our users, you know, that's how they heard about it. And by the way, that, that you're saying that the website, it looks, it looks nice. It's very different. And this was actually a hard thing in the beginning. So many people were like saying this particular sentence. They're like, I love the website, but other people are going to hate it. And they're never going to, buy insurance from a website that looks like that you're going to take away all the colors and the birds that the bird. has to be light blue and white and maybe gray yeah <laughs> if you want to get wild and hopefully we didn't listen to them and that that totally you know that totally wasn't true like we took people you know that that's not the central thing mm-hmm. uh, people want they want it to be easy to buy they want it to work and mm-hmm. Uh, and easy to use not not gray and light blue but everyone else's website looked like that that was why everyone came with this very well-meaning piece of advice I think I think as marketers Leah and I we appreciate the website because the spinoff of having birds on their safety wings like hello (laughs) I love it yeah I don't yeah I don't really trust an established brand unless they have like a nice website and I think in 2022 I think that's fair it's like where's the one place we can direct everyone but especially like insurance is dealing with people's lives and livelihood uh, you can't you make know. a website how are we gonna like save our lives yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no that, that's 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 true and uh, I do find that I'm very happy that we are different <laughs> partly because the insurance industry has a bit of a bad rap you know mm-hmm. So it's not like it's a negative to be seen as different, you know, which we are, I think, uh, also internally, partly because we are like our own customers. Almost everyone on the team is our own customers. You know, I think that also really helps when you're able to put yourself in the shoes of when you are also a customer, you know, as well as being uh, an employee. So that's, that's, that's all I think I have from those early days. It was, uh, it, it, it started growing word of mouth. Uh, we started, you know, trying to figure out how to grow this thing. We decided early on to not never do ads. So we still haven't done that to this day. So we had to figure out other ways to get, uh, customers and that ended up being 
well, word of mouth plus an ambassador program. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of sponsorships, conferences, communities, and things like that. Um, and we just like, we're very present in the like nomad community. But it turned out that worked really well. So I think it's actually- Yes, absolutely. It worked on me. I'm like, oh, word of mouth, safety wing. Okay, let me Google them. So, okay, this is interesting because when the pandemic really hit, you know, you guys had your 200 person meeting and the next week you had to shift, like how fast did you accelerate? And, and what really changed in the company? Did you just guys, did you guys just get flipped upside down? Wow, this was, this was such a crazy time. Until <laughs> you know March third, twenty twenty, it's it's like a bit sunshine and roses. The team is yeah. like ten people or something, and we're all gathered here at this house I am right now, the safe doing house. And I remember we do this like launch in the day. We put the the website for remote health, the first health insurance, global health insurance for remote teams out, and it's very exciting. In the evening, we go to a co-working space called Parasoma. There were 200 founders there. And we have this slide there, which is like, in 10 years, most companies would, are going to be remote. And then the next weekend, all companies are remote. <laughs> it was more like 10 days, yeah. right? <laughs> 10 days-ish. It was so close in time. It was so close that we were able unable to fly home. Like, we had this whole oh, struggle wow. with several people, like, stranded in Lisbon, not able to get the flight home to Canada because this was just as the lockouts were rolling out, the border closes were rolling out. And this affected us in two ways. So yeah, on the long run, this accelerated us because it accelerated remote work, but it was also, we had to evacuate a third of our customers. So we covered political evacuation and the COVID mm -hmm. thing qualified. So we have to had to help you know, thousands of customers to get home. Wow. Um, and we had, you know, me, the founders were like several all-nighters on customer service, trying to like assist people trying to get out of wherever. And, uh, and we were able to stay on top of that uh, during that time. Mm -hmm. And, but also a third evacuated meant a third of customers who are no longer customers. I mean, so, so it wasn't all sunshine and roses at that time. Mm -hmm. We, and then about two thirds uh, basically stayed put, you know, so it's like if they were in Bali, they just stay there. Um, so, <laughs> which isn't I too bad. To. <laughs> uh, and then the, but what also happened was of course we had just launched remote health. We actually hadn't put out the individual product, but we rushed that out because at that time, no money insurance, it covered evacuation, but it actually didn't cover a pandemic thing. Like mm -hmm. it was a pandemic exclusion in it. And we had to work with, you know, the reinsurer, the regulator um, to update the policy. And that took us months. So we, in, in the interest of just people who were like, I really want something that covers COVID, we rushed out this individual product. And the, the product grew so fast. It sort of like doubled every yeah. month. It was like, we got this like long wait list we were you know, weren't able to catch up on. It grew so fast that remote health product while the Nomad product had sort of tanked in a way. Mm -hmm. And so it was, we also launched this like amazing product like Borderless. Uh, I'm so proud of like the team in those days. It was, it was ridiculous. Like people were not discouraged at all. Like it was just, we had this motto kind of all problems are solvable. 
people were very much so sort of on deck uh, during this time. Borderless was this thing we were able to assemble in four days. We created this new website, it's still up. Four days from beginning to create, including recruiting like 25 researchers. And the idea was, I don't know if you remember this time, but it was so uncertain. It was like, what's the current rule? And yeah. a lot of people got stuck, you know, on various airports and it was a bit of a disaster. So we made this thing called Borderless where we would update every day. We would check on the rules of every country in the world wow. and put it on the website. And, and that's still up to this day. That's, that keeps being updated mm -hmm. uh, on, on Borderless. And we made that and we made Motel, that started growing. So it was kind of like mixed feelings, but it was very uh, you know, intense. And by August, we were able, finally able to update the Nomad Insurance product. So it actually covered COVID. At the time, it was actually the only one. So then that ended up growing really fast as well. It grew like 40% just that month. So that's, that's how we, we got through that time. And it ended up being, you know, a great success. And, you know, just from that time, we were at like two, 2 million in sales. I think now we're at like, and then 18 months later, we're at 20. So it's like wow. super fast growth since then. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Especially during the time when the pandemic hit a lot of companies, even Leah and I, we had started this podcast, we had to pivot. But for you guys, you guys really stayed relevant prior to the pandemic and throughout. If anything, you guys are the company to be with during, <laughs> during the pandemic. Um, but let's, let's jump into the future. And mm. We want to ask you, what do you see in the future as far as like remote work and digital nomading and everything like that? Because you did mention one of your missions is to build the first country on the internet. Yes. So let's hear that. Yes. Uh, so I'm so excited about this, this part of the near term future. So uh, the internet has already made us into this global hive mind civilization kind of thing. And we're kind of working out the kinks of that. But uh, remote work allows people to move anywhere. And this has all kinds of effects downstream. And that's what we'll see like in the future. And a couple of big ones, biggies that I'm, I'm very curious, curious about. One is, yeah, our, our mission. You know, I, we think that there's a lot of in institutions, infrastructure systems that needs to be rebuilt in a global digital way, that there will arise these countries on the internet that will be built around values instead of borders and where citizenship will be based on choice instead of where you're born. I have no idea how that's going to play out, but <laughs> I hope it will be amazing. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to try to build the first one. Um, I think that, you know, this major repopulation is at hand where, because when people can move, a lot of people live where they live because it's close to their job. So once that constraint list lifts, I've seen that time and time again. Mm -hmm. Like it takes about six months and then they wake up one day and like, and then they realize, why are we living here again? Like, <laughs> I'm not driving to work anymore and I don't really like it and it's really expensive. <laughs> yep. Uh, and, uh, and then they move and, you know, where they move, that kind of varies based on what they like. You know, some people are like, I always wanted to travel. I'm going to go travel here, there. Uh, other people are like, I've always wanted to live in the mountains or they love to ski or other people are like, I always wanted to live on the beach. And some people are maybe say, oh, I really want to live close to my family again. Maybe they moved 
to the city for the job. Uh, some people go for a van life. I don't know. So, so that's you know roughly the patterns we see, and that also opens up a great new possibility, which is new cities and villages and towns being built. So I've heard about some of these projects. I think there's going to be a lot more. It's been so long since it was a kind of flexibility, fluidity in where people settled. Yeah. So not a lot of new cities have been built. And, but now you can. So I, now, if, you, if you really want to start a city, now's the time. Start a town, start a village, start a... And it can... Um, and uh, because now it's much easier for a while you know, in this transition to, for people to, to move. So if you build a cool new city that has something that doesn't exist anywhere else, uh, some cool vibe or theme or something, you know, you, you might attract a lot of visitors. And uh, so, so that's one thing I'm, I'm really excited about is the, the new cities and towns popping up. Um, another th thing that is a bit in the same vein, I'm really excited about companies, remote teams, and how they are going to evolve as they get bigger. So mm -hmm. in Safe Doing's case, we discovered a while back that you know, clearly we don't need an office, but we do have team gatherings. They're in different places, like last one was in Mexico, before that was in Slovenia, and that's really mm -hmm. fun. Uh, but we also, we have this one house in San Francisco, but we outgrew it, that we just uh, kind of gather from time to time. Yeah. But we thought we need a bigger one, and we're looking at things that nobody else is using mm -hmm. because we're like a new use case. So we're looking at castles in Europe <laughs> and we Classic. thought, wouldn't it be cool <laughs> if we had a castle in Europe as like our team gathering spot. So we're going around looking at those and see if we can find one that we can use as our HQ. So essentially like a cost-effective way. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm very this is only the beginning of this. People are going to start to kind of figure out all these new things that are possible when it comes to offices and cities. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I think some really cool stuff is going to come out of that. That's so cool. At first, when I heard uh, that mission, I was like, you guys doing a metaverse thing where you're going to be in Roblox <laughs> or Minecraft, all these what these young people are playing <laughs> that castle. I cannot wait to see it. <laughs> um, all right. Um, before we jump into our rapid fire section, which is called the T2A Q2A, is there anything else you want people to know about safety wing? Well, I would say, you know, if you're excited about this future, if you're excited about this mission, you know, we're, we're hiring a lot, you know, we, uh, and, you know, one of the top things we're looking for is people who share our dream and our mission. So, you know, definitely send us a message and maybe in, and, and join us in building it. That's, That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to see where you take this. I can't believe it's only been a few years, but I'm sure, like we said, the pandemic kind of accelerated everything. So congrats to you and your team. This is so exciting and to have you here. I I heard one of the episodes that you're on. It might have been the one on um, uh, where you were being interviewed on your own podcast. You did mention that you don't have to manage a team if they share the same mission as you i love that yeah no and, and it's so true it's it's so true that I, I even think it's like it's like a almost like a universal strategy for peace in any relationship it's mm -hmm. just to share the same goal because then you don't have to like 
make the other person do what you want because it's like hey we want the same thing yeah and that's really nice you know so then it's just like how do we get there and mm. it, it becomes this shared project and a much more enjoyable ride all right so now we're going to jump into the t2a q2a which is the ticket to anywhere quick to answer segment four questions for you and the first one is what items do you absolutely need with you on your trips my number one thing is probably my safety wing passport holder Ooh. uh it was my the first merch we got it was like <laughs> aspirational it was like we had just launched no insurance and we're like we need some cool merch <laughs> and we're like a passport holder but it kind of looks like safety wing passport <laughs> we love some merch sunday yeah. if you're still selling that we'll buy <laughs> Wonderful. And of course it has my passport and has my wallet stuff. You know, as long as I have that, I can kind of regroup. Perfect. <laughs> you uh, Amazing. Great. Great. So do you have any rituals or routines when you get to a new place? Mm. I do actually. I, I, I go for a walk around the area and just check it out. Yep. <laughs> I oh, just, I before I do that, I just really feel like antsy. Like, I wonder what this place is. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just, you know, just go for a walk and check it out, the, the kind of surrounding quarters and just get, get the vibe of the area and, and a feel of what kind of place I'm in. Okay, so why do you travel? Ooh, I travel to, I, I would say, explore. And I also travel to, it's like be renewed, you know, it's like, I, I, I like routines. I like habits. I like rituals when you're home and you stick to them and you're productive and it's sort of low friction and that's great, but you can't do that for like too long because it's time flies by and suddenly you're like, you know, years have gone by. When I travel, everything is new. All the habits get upended and it can kind of start afresh. It's like a restart. Mm-hmm. and 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 that yeah and and then I can think new thoughts all the problems I was stuck in suddenly I can find a new way and and it's just it's, it's a new horizon and and that I love that so it's like it's exploration and then it's just a fresh start oh I love that answer much needed yes absolutely all right Sandra what is your next trip my next trip is uh, just in a little bit going to uh, Norway, Poland, and Italy in later mm. in May. So that's going to be interesting. Um, Norway, of course, home country. Italy, Joanna, my wife's home country. And then, no, sorry, uh, Poland and then Italy. Uh, I've, I've been really curious to rent for a few months one of these stone houses on the countryside <laughs> in Italy. <laughs> so that's- <laughs> lovely thank you oh thank you so much sandra for coming on and chatting with us letting everyone know why they need some travel insurance in their life and and letting us know about the success of safety wing so really quickly let everyone know where they can find you if they want to hear more please definitely go to uh safetywing.com or our instagram nomad cities for some cool photos uh, if you're building a remote startup, check out buildingremotely.com. We're making a book on how to build a remote startup and podcast. Some cool material there if that's your journey. So definitely check that out. Sweet. Thank you so right. much. Thank you again. Thank you.
Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. If you love travel as much as we do, hit subscribe on our YouTube channel as well as anywhere you listen to podcasts such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. Thank you all for your support so far. When you have the time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love to hear your thoughts and feedback, and it'll help others come across our episodes and hopefully be inspired to travel and adventure anywhere.